0: Welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream music media. media. Alliance 2019 in Montreal did not pan out exactly as I planned. I caught some wonderful music and some audio for this podcast, but for the most part, I spent the entire week trying to navigate and operate with incredible back and hip pain. What I thought was sciatica turned out to be, among other things, a couple of stress fractures in my lower back. I will always be most grateful for two things from that trip. The kindness and assistance shown to me by my traveling Kansas City music family, and the discovery of the musical tour de force known as Rising Appalachia. As world travelers for nearly two decades, Rising Appalachia are now merging multiple global influences with their own southern roots. Founded by sisters Leah Song and Chloe Smith, the band has established an international fan base due to relentless touring, tireless activism and no small degree of stubborn independence, but it wasn't always so. The sisters have morphed into this musical life coming to realize that performing could be just one component of a greater overall vision, one that includes advocating for social, racial and environmental justice and indigenous rights. When I discovered that Rising Appalachia would again have an official showcase at Folk Alliance 2020 in New Orleans. I knew I had to try and have a conversation with at least one of the sisters for this podcast. Ironically, within a few days of that discovery, Rising Appalachia's team reached out to me as a registered folk DJ at the conference, asking if I wanted an interview opportunity in New Orleans. Leah Song, also known as The Hustler, and I did sit down late one afternoon for a lovely chat. She could not have been more engaging and accommodating. Enjoy this conversation that highlights the dynamics of being a female-led band, the importance of stewardship and cooperation from the male band members, creating a complete aesthetic by adorning themselves with wearable art made by friends and fans, and the band's commitment to what they call the slow music movement, enjoy my time with Leah Song of Rising Appalachia.
1: find things. My father taught me that I'm a speck of dust and this world was made for me, so let's go and try our luck say I've got my roots down, 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 down. My mother was a big dance, a jazz down, singer back
0: in the forties, and that's what I hear when I hear you oh, cool. guys sing is that kind of that kind of a jazz aesthetic oh, to cool. the music. So that that is very uh, appealing to me. Um so In this conversation, I don't really want to go into how you got started and all that kind of stuff because I will provide my listeners all of that information, so I'm most interested in talking today about um, Folk Alliance or festivals or conferences like this and how it serves you if it does, if this is important for you to participate.
2: Yeah, this is actually the the um, second, only the second folk alliance that we've ever done. So and Montreal was the first? Montreal was the first. So what yeah. did you think of that? Well, experience. What's it? For I think for us as musicians it's really really fun. Um, some of our band members are, are a little bit more s- sort of introverted and so it can be a little overstimulating but to be kind of crowded into a space where there's there's Congolese guitar players and, and Nordic Hardanger fiddle or players. Or what we saw last night. Yeah. Moment it's just really inspiring musically um we spend a lot of time living in New Orleans and the entire city where we are right now sort of feels like a, a, a village of folk alliance are you year-round. now are you we're a- not based here now but it still feels are you very actual like a one? home we we call it a southern trinity we have roots in in Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. where we were born and raised in Southern Appalachia and Asheville. And then we spent many, many years down here and I think our, we have the largest community of, of friends uh, down in New Orleans. So all three are a bit of a bedrock and we, we, we do sort of rotate between the three. So there's a, there's, there's a lot of roots here, but it, it feels like a village of a folk alliance, so.
0: Well, um, now that it's based in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. The the Folk Alliance corporate offices moved to Kansas City from Memphis about seven years ago. And once they transplanted to Kansas City, it just has been this catalyst for roots music and singer-songwriter music in Kansas City and has brought literally a world community to our doorstep. And um, for someone like me, whose roots is in rock and roll and, and blues from the 50s and 60s, I've kind of morphed into this Americana bluegrass roots music. But now I am so fascinated with Latin jazz and indigenous music and music from all over the world. That's kind of been my focus the last mm, year cool. or two as far as my own personal listening habits mm-hmm. and what I'm choosing to, to support with my own you know, dollars as far as what I'm buying, that music yeah. that I'm buying. Um, so one of the things that I noticed is immediately when you hit the stage in Montreal is I felt like there's this total aesthetic <laughs> you know, the, the jewelry, the, the, I mean, I felt bad coming down here <laughs> with my t-shirt. And uh, because you're so, always so um, fashion forward, it seems like, uh, or just a very definite point of view in, yeah, in your fashion
2: as well. You know. Is, uh, is that by design or? Kind of. I mean, we, we're not, um, let's see, how do I explain it? We were raised on the on thrift store clothes, you know. We were just raised with a mother and a grandmother that were they loved. I'd love to meet your mother, by the way. She's wonderful. She sounds wonderful. Um, they they were really they loved creative fashion, and so we always had a foot growing up in the city. We you know we always had an aesthetic, but then one part I think it's a creative expression for us our our decor and and the way we. We present ourselves. There is an art form. It's like to wearable it. art. Yeah, it feels it's wearable art. It feels like art, and we also are traveling so much that we can't really have altars in our lives, and so we end up just having a little bit of an altar space with our with our presentation. I think you know. And well, it's very effective. It's and, fun, and it's
0: fun, and it looks so right, and it it just fits. And so it's fun.
2: very not. It's not by design in that way also. The other thing I would say is as, as working artists and, and, and women in the arts community, we a, a lot of what we adorn ourselves in is handmade by friends of ours. Mm-hmm. And that's a really been a really fun part of it too. Well,
0: I think with your traveling so much that you are exposed to and obviously open to um, trying, things you know yeah. that you might not have if you were staying in Asheville or you were staying in Yeah,
2: totally. in Atlanta. We so have a wide wide girth. And there's a term in in like more of the arts and crafts culture called the makers culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of how we see it in our in our sort of aesthetic is that we work with all these makers that are that are you know, designers, or their jewelry makers, or their metal smiths, or their hat makers, and they're all working in small batch, uh, creative projects. Very and organic. A lot of them are are dear dear friends of ours, so we can all kind of collaborate on our on our is, exchanges. Is that part and parcel of the so-called slow music movement? You know, I've never I've never actually talked about that in relationship to the slow music movement, but I think 100% it would be part of it, you
0: know? I um, jumped onto that concept as well, um, only because the surgeon that literally saved my life some years ago Mm -hmm. um, checked out and moved to Italy because he became very active in the slow food movement. Wow. And I had never heard of that term before I knew him. Congratulations to him. Yes, he was a surgeon and was a doctor for 25, 30 years and ended up buying a small olive grove and vineyard in Tuscany and um, went whole hog, as it were, into the slow food movement for about 15 years. He's just moved back to the States. So I was intrigued when I heard you talk about the slow Music,
2: That's really movement, cool. yeah, yeah, very and how, inspired. How how food. it
0: may be similar in its uh-huh. goals.
2: Yeah, I think um, Chloe and I always we always toured with sustainability in mind. You know, and, and it's so and hard we, it's hard the carbon footprint that we hard. leave when we. And when we first started, we 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 never really entered the traditional music industry scene. Right? Not. Even still, we we sort of stay on the outskirts of it. And so that was just a natural part of our conversations when we were trying to figure out how to tour as two young women. We had a bus that was fueled by veggie oil and we would do a lot of regional work and, and we would often stay in farms or, or even do you know barters and exchanges mm-hmm. for meals and lodging. And so it was always, Part of what we were doing, working with local nonprofits and and land and and human rights-based organizers, it was just how we moved in the world. Um,
0: so is this a term that you've penned yourself to try to verbalize what you're trying to accomplish? Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's yep. it's original to you and.
2: I mean, we we didn't we had a hard time explaining what we were doing even just now. You know, oh, it's one part activism, and one part land-based, but we want the music to speak in a certain way, and we needed a way to title that mm-hmm. concept. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to
0: sometimes describe what, even Americana music, for years, it was like, what do we call that? What, what's the umbrella? Yeah. The, the different genres. And it, it seems as soon as you're able to come up with the terminology, then things start to fall yeah. in place, and the, the acceptance of whatever it is. And the ability to then move it to the next level seems to happen in, in a faster fashion if you just can put a name on yeah, it. Yeah, naming is
2: very powerful. Yeah. You know? and it happened. That's exactly what happened with us. I had to do a, I didn't had, have to. I was invited to do a TEDx. And that was a really inspiring and intimidating. What well, I was
0: going to say, isn't that terrifying? It was terrifying.
2: I mean, I'm on the
0: radio, and so it's very anonymous. People don't see that I'm a 68 year old woman. You know, I sound how I sound. And when I meet people in person though, I, I know sometimes they're just like, oh, you don't look the way look You don't look the, look, way, I, you don't imagine. Look at the way you sound. Yeah. Um, but. You look great. Perfect. Thank you. I, I'm i very comfortable talking to someone one on one. But when I get asked to emcee a show yeah, or be on television or whatever, I just, I'd rather take a bullet.
2: Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. mind crowds obviously because that's my work. Um, and I don't mind the stage at all, but the but the TED Talk um, formula, you know, is that you have 10 minutes to create the arc of essentially an argument, you know, you, not an argument, but you want to persuade. Make a case. You need yeah. to make a case. And you have 10 minutes. And, and I, all. I didn't have any of my tools, I didn't have songs to fall back on or a band to go to or a story that would lead into a melody. So and what really do you wear to a process. TED Talk?
0: That's, how do you adorn yourself for a TED Talk vis a vis the stage? Did you
2: change? Not much. How you yourself mm-hmm. I wore a, a fedora from here in New Orleans. <laughs> but that, I needed to tell our story with more clarity, and that's where the, the slow music movement term came. It came preparing for that speech. and really trying to figure out how to distill what it is that we we do and i was walking and pacing and writing ideas and talking to friends and we all we came up with a oh let's call it the slow music movement it it encapsulates all of it it's also something that people can identify with because of the, the slow food movement and and now it's a concept where generally you get you get it a little bit no matter what if you hear the term because there is a sort of a slow movement in all these different fields and then it stuck so beautifully and hopefully is a, the kind of idea that could get picked up and and broadened in into music industry into festival organizers into other bands i mean it's by no means our you know term but we did we did really adopt it and take it as a concept for how we were touring so Touring, do you ever come to the Midwest?
0: I look at your tour schedule and I, I see the coasts, yeah. and I see Europe, uh, and I see South
2: America. Are they going to ever come to the Midwest? We do, you know, we come to the Midwest, but we don't go quite as often. Um, we're trying to just tour less, is really what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and
0: I, I, could, I definitely can see why
2: Yeah, that
0: would want to be. And you know, technology being what it is, you have the ability to record pretty easily, yeah. organically. Um, Facebook
2: Live or, you know, I streaming know. and everything. I do more of that.
0: Yeah, it really helps cut down on, on the uh, the carbon footprint.
2: I will say our sure. father is a very proud Midwesterner. And is he? Yeah, he is. From? So he's from Illinois. Oh, yeah. And our, half of our family is, is still in in Urbana, Illinois and in that area. Yeah. So we we are we are full of Midwestern sentiment and appreciation and we we get there a little bit each year, but you're right, it's not it's not a region that we have done a ton of due diligence. Well, it's in. Um, it's
0: been you know, a pleasure to play your music all year and to to turn people onto it. I mean, that's that's what I do this for. I mean, I'm a yeah. volunteer, but when I get a kernel like this and I'm like I'm a junkyard dog with a bone, (laughs) Um, but it's uh, one of the first things they ask me, well, do they ever come, you know, do they tour, do they, can I see them, where can I see them, Um, I might have to go to Peru, or or
2: (laughs) Barcelona, or somewhere to to see them,
0: but just, you know, please listen to
2: the music, Um, yeah, totally, it's accessible, it's very accessible, there's a lot of it, and there's a lot of ways to listen to it.
1: Oh, the cuckoo, she's a pretty bird, and she warbles as she flies. She never hollers cuckoo till the fourth day. Don't you have to
0: tour to be able to make money? How are you going yeah, to? You how, yeah, I mean, how are you going to do this? I mean, and monetize it to where you can keep doing it. You know
2: what's interesting about our ensemble, which I think has kept some some spunk in us um, as a as a band. We're touring right now as a six piece, which is quite labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of our band members all have other um, loves. You know, mm-hmm. our, our our drummer is a natural builder and is doing a lot of, of sustainable building projects and one of the oldest eco villages in the country. Uh, I'm I have a Taos, by uh, it's it's called The farm in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Very very famous old uh, and one of the first intentional communities in the country and that's sort of his love and his project. Our guitar player is in a similar boat where he's doing. Building and works on and, and lives in a small land based community. My sister is, has been wanting to do jewelry smithing and, and dig into that realm. And, and I have a background in visual art and also in education. And so we're all really enamored with this work and we want to do it well. And we all have other things that we're excited to do with our time. You know, we, we don't, we have never wanted to just. The world tour. will not end for you if this is not. The thing. No it won't and that's kept us able to be creative mm-hmm. within it and and sort of pick the times and the places that we would like to tour in but not just bludgeon ourselves with gigs as they come.
0: What's the, the division of duties yeah. per se if they're you know in terms of rising Appalachia? Within our if, band? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm a mean... great
2: question. Uh, we all have nicknames. I'm the hustler. <laughs>
0: Because you're out of here talking I'm to here. a complete no one else is in here. The of
2: They're all at home, taking naps yeah. and things. Well, um, I
0: so appreciate that. I mean, I was so thrilled when I got the email from your folks. I'm sure that it's the email they sent out to everybody, especially to all the DJs and, and record people. Um, but then I just felt compelled. I said, I've got to let them know what an impact their music oh, has had on me in the you. last year and in the, in the reaction that I had to it in Montreal. Because this will probably be the only chance like it to oh, tell you in person awesome. uh, that it did and when they said that you were, were agreeable to doing this i thought I, I can't believe this but i'm going for it yeah you know, I'm gonna.
2: yeah i really enjoy the conversational parts because it gives the context yeah. back to the stage is so fast it happens and fast. sometimes you're so far
0: away you probably yeah. can't even see
2: and it's hard to the understand reaction. your impact exactly mm-hmm.
0: well and just know that this Little old lady from Kansas City, absolutely adore[s] it. Thank you. Uh,
2: so you're the hustler. What's I'm Chloe? the hustler. Chloe's our health and wellness champion. Mm. She's always uh, making sure we don't take too many gigs, and if we do take them, that there's uh, hot springs nearby that we maybe could stop in. And and she does a lot with, you know, good keeping good food and good herbs and the herbal medicine in, in the scene. Um, our guitar player David Brown, we call him the astronaut. And he does a ton of our travel logistics. He's incredible at the technical stuff. He helps with all of the in-ear monitors and if some cord breaks, he is a fixer. He can really fix a lot of the technical things. And our drummer is our social ambassador. He is really, really spirited and a deep and true extrovert and wants to play with any and everyone he meets. He's, he's extremely charismatic and loves really loves the social part of it mm-hmm. you know the rest of us can can tend to want to get off stage and go have tea and go to sleep is you know, it a democracy
0: and, in terms of the the, the songwriting and the no, presentation no it's
2: not i mean it, we'd we'd be happy for it to be a I democracy i mean they have input if they want i mean they feel free to verbalize Totally.
0: It. so i think sometimes totally as a woman and a woman that's fronting a band yeah the, I mean, I don't know how it is for your generation, but in in mine, the women that were pursuing are still pursuing music, and they're the the band leader also. Mm-hmm. That you know, it can be a real tricky or sticky wicket if the guys that are in the Jan, and there's a great story about how Janice Joplin had to deal with this, where the guys in the band, uh, you know, just really, they were just um, not down with her being. The leader, yeah. you know, the manager of it, yeah, uh, and that they didn't feel like they had cred with their fellow male musicians. Mm. Oh, you're in a chick band, or are you the the head of your band is a, is a chick. Huh. Um, so it's a, been I a believe that. it's been a fight, you know, and, and still a fight. So are, is there is there any of that dynamic going on in in, in the band? I, I think that we're su- super, or have I, you guys involved?
2: I mean, I, I would say
0: more involved than I,
2: In a way, we're really. Chloe and I are really lucky because we have these our our two gentlemen. Like I said, we're six-piece now. So we have we have four four men folk in the project. But um the long-term members, David and Biko, who I just mentioned, have just been really amazing stewards to us and with us. And I think You're very lucky. We're lucky, but and I also would like to say that we lead really well, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. we also provide them a place where they don't feel like they're getting stifled, that they can in, they have a free range for input um, and and we do have a really democratic process but I I think somehow someone told us a long time ago that they felt like the four of us represented the four elements mm. and I really really liked that a lot you know that they are really c- quite noble in their in their support of our of our voice you know and I think in turn we feel like we have, we don't have to fight for power, and so we can actually share the the platform and the stage really um, equitably. Because we, it is it is my sister and my project. We started it. We started it on our front porch. We wrote. We've written almost every song. We've we've collected years and years of material before we put the four piece together. You know, but we don't. But it's not a wrestling match in that mm-hmm. way. It really feels. I feel like we're very very lucky in that way and it's not perfect you know it's not perfect no it's not but... perfect
0: but it's a it's a model or it's a, it's a, a standard to which others can aspire you know because you're still probably dealing with you know the male dominated industry and the venue owners and, and the, the industry the yeah, and different that, animal <laughs> the sound engineers that don't think you know that yeah. Won't take you seriously about what you want. No,
2: the industry is really. But different. as soon as the
0: guy in the van tells them. You yeah, know, they, w- they
2: sometimes will show up at a venue. It's not really anybody's fault. Like I don't believe that this is in t- by design, intentional um, insulting. You know, but I think it's by it's by habit. It's by system. It's by. Repetitive history that we'll go out to a venue, and so often they'll say, "Okay, well, you must be the singer. So where's the you know the mm-hmm. manager?" Mm-hmm. And we we roll um, sometimes with a really amazing um, woman tour manager, you know, and people just don't even not they don't would never assume that she's the tour manager. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. looking for the for the she must be the merch.
0: Yeah, must so, be merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so it there's, a really team, there's a team. There's a team. Rising
2: Appalachia, you have a booking agent, you have a publicist, you have- We have a female publicist and a female booking agent. Both of them are fantastic. Mm-hmm. We have a manager, a wonderful manager, who is a handsome male, and he has incredible communication skills and does an, does an incredible job not ever, you know, trying to run the torch over us or talk over anybody. He's got great communication skills and has been a, a wonderful you know, diligent executor of our ideas Mm -hmm. so it is really nice to see more women in the industry and I also you know, I also do believe that we have to look at each individual as a whole person and and hope that, you know, we can find really empowered and and strong and charismatic leaders in in all kinds of shapes and sizes and we're going to find, you know, raging lunatics in all shapes Mm -hmm, and sizes. mm -hmm. Um, I wanted. To ask you
0: or talk a little bit about because I'm completely ignorant um, of any work or what you're doing with indigenous work, yeah, uh, uh, populations or the travels where um, I've recently become acquainted with uh, folks from um, Indian tribes in in Kansas and mm-hmm. um, people that are from um, Guatemala and. Turkey and, and I'm starting to meet, you know, all of these people from all over the world that are uh, in the music uh, business or industry, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and being exposed to their music. And I'm, I'm surprised sometimes at how easy it is on my ear when I thought that it would be yeah. maybe dissonant or whatever. yeah So um, what is your experience with traveling to these in, indigenous populations and are, are you isolating yourself on a mountaintop with a tribe or <laughs> what, what what are you what are you doing what's your experience
2: well I think from the very very origin of our work we've wanted our music to be a, a way of building bridges and so we've done a lot of traveling with a couple of instruments on our backs and been brought into small village communities from anywhere uh, you know rural Bulgaria where there's uh, zero common language and we're working and, and spending time with a group of elderly sheep farmers to um, tribal Peru, like you were saying, mm-hmm. where we spent some time in the Sacred Valley working with uh, an entire indigenous run land project. And and also we were invited to Standing Rock here in, in, in the United States to sort of represent and, and lend our voice to the to the movement of Standing Rock, and you know, I think what feels really relevant for, for me and for Rising Appalachia's work has just been to continue to show up does in it the give conversations. You, does it
0: give you more hope? Are you more hopeful
2: because of it?
0: Or guard, guardedly optimistic? Huh,
2: that's a good question. I don't know that I'm super optimistic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do I do think that relationships are the strongest resource that we have as humans period you know and I think so much of what's going wrong right now has to do with being divisive or isolated and ignorant or isolated and ignorant totally totally and uh, we're gonna get to hear a tube, and that's pretty amazing I, I think that's that you probably a can hear the a good timing
0: too because I think you wanted to, to stop it
2: 445 <laughs> but um, what's next Oh, we just had a meeting this If we have a conversation morning. like
0: six months from now, what would you have hoped?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, for us it's a really big thing that we're here at the Folk Alliance conference and we've always played Roots music for 13 years and for some reason the folk music community has, uh, a lot of times, we haven't been embraced. Um, it's, we, we blend genres, we write our own stuff, it's not all traditional. Um, but it's so important to us to be in the conversations about folk music and it's I think that that's such is, a big part
0: from what I can see from my involvement in the last seven or eight years there's a big there's been a big paradigm shift in that regard under Angus's leadership yeah and taking a lot taking it a lot more international and and being more inclusive and diverse and all of those yeah he's you know so-called buzzwords job. but it's 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 the truth I mean it's really what's trying to happen yeah um, I've, if you would have told me five years ago or six years ago that I would be playing that kind of music open to it wanting to travel to Peru or uh, you know going to Havana like we did last year Ooh, it's nice. just yeah I mean it's I'm so happy to be still be alive and to be able to uh, yeah. to partake of it and yeah. um, I'm really looking forward to your showcase Tonight I'm dragging all the people from the radio station. They're saying, "Please, you've got nice. to
1: come see thank you so much. these
0: ladies." And um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really anxious to see what's next. Yay! Thank you. So are we. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, yeah. I'm gonna let you go. Thank you. Who are you? What have you become?
1: What have you done to this beautiful kingdom? I don't want your gun. I don't want your poisons I don't want your weapons and tools and mass distractions I don't want your red flags don't want your baggage I don't want your hate speech your supremacy Where are your wives? Where is your edge? Don't tell me you've traded it for comfort and privilege i don't want your fast foods i don't need to buy shit i don't want your miles and miles of advertisement i don't want it no 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 so step up speak out show up be loud step up speak out show up be loud step up speak out show up. Where is the house for the wounded and homeless? Can't sleep on the streets, can't afford to own this. Everything is I, I, me, me, my, my. Busy working for the dollar while the well runs dry. Minimum wages, maximum security. Simple pleasure traded for business and authority.